On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap the final week of the 2021 NFL season, the regular season, and we go into our segments of Performance of the Week, Nathan Beeman Award, Stock Up, Stock Down, and preview the wildcard weekend. And instead of two-minute drill this week, all three of us are going to give our playoff predictions as well as Super Bowl matchup. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz. Joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, we're here. The regular season's over. I'm sad. And that was the fastest season I think I can recall. Which is weird because mathematically... It was the longest. It was the longest yeah. season we've ever had. It went by so fast. Like It, it went by fast. I feel like we always feel this way. And I, yeah. I do want to correct you. You said the you know the 2021... NFL season is over. Uh, not for some of us. I, well, I, I did say in there, the regular season. I did put in that in the end there. Um, but yeah, the regular season is over. And for what? I guess uh, how many teams make the playoffs? 14? 14. 14, 14 teams, yeah. So yeah, there's there's some quick math. 18 teams. The season's over. Not a math major. No. So 18 teams. The season is over. And they're fully on to next year. But for those 14... They're still going for at least one more week um, before a couple more get whittled out of here. Well, um, and so speaking of the season being over, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to transition right into your game? Yeah. So I, this is one where like I was waffling all week because us losing um, to the Packers, which eliminated us from the playoffs because the Eagles Did you guys kept winning. To the Packers? Yeah. Oh. You, you guys beat Sean Mannion. That's, that's really good. Congrats for that. <laughs> you didn't beat Kirk Cousins this year. So I, I had to be there to make sure. Yeah. Um, and so I I was looking at like, okay, Zimmer, we've kind of known basically like since I don't know, the halfway point maybe that like Zimmer's done, especially in the last month where playoffs look to be very bleak, like really after the Lions game. Um but he, he was always probably done. Yeah, it was he always probably unless day. like unless a a crazy thing happened where yeah. we went to the Super Bowl and won it or, you know, made a deep playoff run. He was gone. Like it was, you know, this was kind of like, this is your last chance here. Um, especially with last year, but he kind of got a pass because of COVID and injuries, especially on defense. It's like, okay, you know, it's not all on you. It's kind of a weird year, no fans, but now this year it's like, sorry, you're gone. And so, um, this was most likely his last game and it ended up being his last game, but I didn't, you know, you don't know that for certain. Um, it'd be crazy if it wasn't. So that being said, ticket prices were as cheap as I've seen it ever at us bank. So I was like, I kind of want to go just because it's, it's his last game. And he has been like, statistically speaking, he's our third best coach or third winningest coach in our history. And, you know, he's given us some, some good moments and it's against the division. Like I want to see him. Go out there, and especially with the but starters it's playing the Bears. Yeah, so you get to beat the Bears, and also it's the Bears. So yeah, you're pretty confident you can beat the Bears, yeah. and then you know you were less confident at halftime. But yeah, I mean that this was a game where we saw it like all like what we normally get all season long, where offense kind of becomes complacent, lays an egg. Defense, you know, kind of letting up some chunk plays, letting them, you know, 
get in some offense in there for the opposition, but then making some nice splashy plays that we had a lot of sacks, had a couple of interceptions, including a pick six, which had the minimalist amount of effort by Andy Dalton on that play. He literally looked like he was blocking for Patrick Peterson. Um, and, and you know, it was, it was an entertaining game because the offense flipped a switch in the second half. And, and that's kind of what we've done all year. And it's almost, it was really just depressing the first half because I'm sitting there, we're in the, in, in the end zone, in the, I guess, uh, the far, like the East side end zone. So a far away from the big doors. And we were kind of like right on the sideline in the corner there and, you know, pretty, pretty good seats. And so we were able to see a lot of, you know, being really close to the field. Uh, Patrick Peterson actually came over and came over and gave a, a signed ball in warmups to a kid that was in the front row and kind of going up there. And he ended up being a row behind us. So that was really cool. He came over and like pointed him out and he was wearing a, I think a Patrick Peterson Jersey and he got, he gave out some gloves. And so like just seeing how close they were, I've never been that close, especially at U.S. Bank, and so that was really cool. Um, but it was it was an entertaining game, especially in the second half. We almost saw you know Justin Jefferson breaking Randy Moss's um, single season receiving record, which you know you would have to kind of throw an asterisk up there because it's an added game. He didn't miss any time. That being said, but he kind of took a week off last week, so like I mean, <laughs> again, not he still actually had like. 60, 70 yards with Sean Mannion throwing him the ball. And, you know, like that's, I don't know, I'm, I'm arguing, all these shots. I'm like <laughs> for him right now that he did it still in, you know, 17 or 17. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, he, he ended the year second in the league um, in receiving yards where I think he was, I want to say fourth last year. Um, obviously, he, he, what he did pass is he's the most targeted, the most receptions, the most yards in a player's first two years ever in NFL history. And that's a long time. And, you know, even with that added time, then you could even say, well, he didn't really play the first two weeks last season because I don't know. Apparently we, we didn't think that he was better than Ola BC Johnson. The first was, two weeks, that was a good time. I, like I that was wild. Back to that. Um, so in, in the press conference, you know, he got, was asked, you know, have you learned, you know, what have you learned about yourself in these first two years? He, he gave a very, just funny, just, I'm really good at football. Like, you know, like no shit. <laughs> like it's like, what do you want him to say to that? Like, have the boys at the lab confirmed? Yeah, this. and so he, he he is the the super. I mean, he's a superstar, and it's there are some positive moments. You know, um, well, and when you go and see the final Mike Zimmer game, when you go see Mike Zimmer, you want the hits. Yeah, you, you got the hits, which we did. We yeah. saw like his defense. You got the got after bar Mike or got, bar had a great day. Um, no Kendricks because he was on uh, the COVID list. Uh, so that most likely is. They won't be playing together again. A lot of speculation. Just bars probably gone, um, and which a, is which a is fine. Shame. Which which is which makes sense. Um, and you know those guys have been playing together for the last ten years because they played together at UCLA for a couple years and then the eight years. So I mean they they have a lot of history together, and you know especially when they're you're the guy right next to you. So that was kind of a bummer not seeing Kendricks. Um, who who should I hate once Bar is gone? Cause like, it was him and Sendejo were the worst. Yeah, and now they're gone. I didn't. I I didn't like AP. Um, and I, I'm talking about like as human beings. You know, obviously, <laughs> like these guys are all pretty good football players. To but, be fair, uh, the AP news. Well, Sendejo's not like the re- that's the reason we got rid of AP was because of that. It's yeah. not like that was a long-standing thing. Yeah, no. that was news to us as well. And so that you don't, you know, you're 
a lot of Vikings fans, I'm sure, feel that way. And I'm sure a lot of people could argue, you know, what's worse, what AP did or what Barr did. I mean, I, there are varying schools of thought on both of those. And I know, don't. I, again, I, I hold. I hold true. Being like, I don't think he sat there and said, "I'm going to break Aaron Rodgers' collarbone." I, like, I think no, he said exactly. <laughs> like, it's a football. Like, football happens, man. Like, injuries are a part of the game, and like, there's a reason the rule got changed because. He got hurt. If Rodgers didn't get hurt, the rule does not change after that. And you guys don't tie us. You are in uh, Lambeau Field the next year. But anyway, I'm just saying the rule giveth and the rule taketh. But who like, do it's... you think I should hate next year? Like, who's the? Because like Justin Jefferson is kind of the obvious answer, but he's that. Not... That'd be only hating it because he's good. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no like personality things or things that he does on the field or off the field that give you reason to hate. Except for just being really good at football, like pending litigation, Delvin, but probably I don't know. I, but I mean that like like I gotta work on like my my guy next year. I gotta have a guy. Maybe I have Dozier is my favorite, but like who's the least favorite? I I don't know. Like maybe Bar will come back and this will all be moved. But maybe I don't know. So like it was, it was entertaining just be, from the second half. Uh, you saw some nice moments, especially from Amir, Amir Smith Marset. Um, he had a great double move. Uh, to break himself free on that long touchdown where he just left the dude laying on the ground. Um, and then, you know, KJ Osborne had a nice touchdown catch. It was a bummer because JJ did get open. It, it was late in the read. Like Cousins already moved off of it because it took him a while to get through everyone. And now if he had thrown to him, it would have been the record. Um, that being said, like I don't make a big deal about it just because it's not like he's not going to have other opportunities, especially with having 17 games to do it. Um, Jalen Rager would have got open faster. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think there was some positive moments to, to take away. Um, did you, did you cheer for Mike Zimmer? Was there any sort of special, like probably I, goodbye? See, see, here's what I had. Like, I don't have an issue um, with like Mike Zimmer being, you know, like I, my issues with him are basically his refusal to adapt and his refusal to innovate and just hating off and being too stubborn in that way. Like, yeah, it's just the game. It's his, it's his whole person. Him not going along with the game. Like you, you can, you can have, okay. Like you can have like that kind of mentality and still be very successful, but it's, you know, if you refuse to acknowledge that the game has changed that's where I have an issue with it. And like, it just ran its course. I think he's going to go and be a defensive coordinator somewhere and be very good. Um, he's probably the second name, you know, for people looking for defensive coordinators outside of Vic Fangio um, as, cause he was fired, but that happened Saturday after the, the Broncos lost to the chiefs. Um, they fired him right away. And I, 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 I liked a lot of Zimmer's tenure. Obviously it didn't, you know, get reached the goal. And I kind of got tired of it, especially this year because he just was extra curmudgeon and like that ran and got old really fast. So well, the, the stubbornness too, of like, you know, not, not acknowledging that the game has changed. Yeah. On, and your team has Justin Jefferson on it is kind of like not acknowledging your wife's cheating on you. And the boyfriend lives in your house yeah. where it's like, dude, look up. Well, like, what's going and, on? And it, like, it's, it's his like, hatred towards like young talent, like being productive right away. Like you look at last year, like that's unacceptable to have Jefferson not play like at all. I think he had like me like 15 snaps in the first two games combined, which is just atrocious after especially seeing what he is. And it's, 
you know, I, I understand easing guys into it, but it, it's just not the way the NFL works now. Maybe 20 years ago, sure, but people are ready to play like outside out of college now. And that's just how the game is. And, you know, never playing Wyatt Davis and constantly putting Ole Udo out there. I just, I don't understand how a guy goes from two-time All-American, arguably the best interior offensive lineman in, fo- in college football, to not getting on the field at all. Not being able to get off, you know, the bowels of the depth chart in the pro in NFL. I don't understand that. I mean, I just, it, it's being so stubborn and sticking with what you know and playing it safe. That's the whole crux of our season. It was playing it safe. You saw it with Clint Kubiak and this with his play calling. I don't know if that is because of Zimmer, uh, maybe kind of breathing out his neck, especially seeing some reports coming out um, and quotes from guys like Kendricks where him using like fear tactics as like part of the organization. Like that's not good. And like, that's, you know, not being approachable with the GM being with Rick Spielman. That was a surprise firing. And I, I, I'm, I think, I guess it's surprising, but it's not surprising at the same time. Like you, if you, I would have put money that he stays and Zimmer's gone, but both of them, I'd be like, okay, I guess I can see the argument. Get a whole fresh start. Yeah, and and I get it. I, I that makes sense. The downside of that is we have to hire a GM first, and there's not many teams that have to do that. I think there's only, I think three currently looking for both a GM and a head coach. Yeah, us Bears and Giants. Yeah, and oh, and so good company to be in. Yeah, too. wow. And, and I I'm. You know, the benefit to that is we are the most attractive organization to join if you are a GM. You know, you the only downside, and it depends on how you look at the quarterback position, is the quarterback, is, is the contract there. And and I, there's a lot of ways you can mitigate that by with via extension, via trade, whatever. So it just kind of depends on what the GM is looking for. If the GM wants to come in and they say, I want a guy like Justin Fields, then the Bears look more attractive. And they have some cap space, but I want a guy like Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think the, the question comes to being, do you like the other pieces more? Like I, you, the, the Vikings have a better or more talented roster, better roster than the yeah. bears or the giants. And by the giants, by a long shot, the bears, it, it depends all on Justin Fields. If Justin Fields is better and it's mainly a product of the play calling. And that's why he looked so bad at times then he could be really, really good. And that plugs a lot of holes. But if he's not like, if he's just kind of like, okay, or a little above average, you know, then it's not good because that defense is older weapons. Darnell Mooney's a nice piece, but outside of them, it's really kind of like bottom of the barrel. You're kind of just hoping for guys to pan out where the Vikings, you have some bona fide starters and a well above average starters that you automatically already have. It's just depends on if you want Kirk as your quarterback and believe in that. So yeah, I, I have a slightly different take. Okay. I think that the Vikings job is the least attractive for GMs because you can go to the giants or the bears and you can be really fucking bad at your job and they won't get rid of you for a while. What, what it, you realize that like the Wilfs have been extreme. Like we just fired a guy who is with, the, with us for eight years, but, but the by GM all accounts, has like, been here for like, it would have been his third head coach if they were, but by all accounts, Spielman was doing a much better job than pace or Gettleman. I mean, not necessarily like it, it's, I mean, over Gett- Gettleman, sure. Fired this the, year. the issue. Yeah. But that, that, if anything, like he's also, been with the team since 2006. Also, this 
this take is a joke. I, under- okay, I understand, I but it's sure like, you know that I, you know, the, the, it was actually kind ex- of a backhanded compliment to you guys. <laughs> that that's your way of saying the Vikings have a very like patient ownership. Is that well, what, like when I, when I say that someone is better than Ryan pace, it's not a huge compliment, but it is still a compliment. That's, you know, I don't know if I were, if you were to talk about it a couple of years ago, you would not have said Gunakunst is better than pace. Well, I've always been reserving judgment while judging uh, Gutkunst or Gutkunst. I hate Gut. I can't stand. <laughs> no, he, say his full name. He needs to change his last Gutekunst. name. I can't say it. We're, we're not moving on until you say it right. Yeah. Gutkunst. There you go. You could you could say your GM's name. Good job. Gut. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I just, I think that, I don't know which one I would rather have, honestly, because the Kirk problem is a big one. And now that Spielman is gone. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of questions. There's marks. a way though. Like it's easy to like, you know, you extend it and it, it frees up 20 million in cap. Space. Do they want to extend? That's him? the thing He's too. Like you, you can be, if it, it all depends on whoever the GM and coach are, if they believe, if that's the direction they want to go, there's options. It's not like you're stuck with it. I, what I can tell you is he's not going to be at a $45 million cap hit next year. Whether that's he's playing for another team and we're paying some of it for them to take on majority of his contract. Like if we get to pay $20 million and a team to take it on $25, that's so be it. Regardless, we're going to be you know $20 to $25 million cap hit, which is what he's going to be, um, which is extremely reasonable considering the quarterback market and normal cap hits. He's not going to be at $45 million. I just don't see it happening, especially with his comments about him wanting to be a Viking the rest of his career. Now, that being said, all right, put pen to paper, Kirk, and make it a little more team friendly. If It just depends on what he wants to value, uh, whether it's... I was I was telling Jake before, I hope he goes somewhere else, and I hope he balls the fuck that, out. And that's the thing I hope too. he gets the MVP I, next year I, I, The thing else. is, I, wherever he goes, like if he goes to Denver, he goes to, you Pittsburgh, know, re, reunites, yeah, goes to Pittsburgh, Indy. reunites with... Stefanski in Cleveland, he is going to be really, really good. And it's just going to be like, I, I, I kind of par- like part of me wants that to happen because then, then it gives all yeah. the Kirk haters like, well, fuck. And like, I, it, it's crazy to me that we are hating on a guy that in their mind for a lot of the Kirk haters, all they point to is the Brett Favre 2009 year. That's that year was like the best quarterback play we've had. Like statistically speaking, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Do you know what Kirk ended the season at? This 33 touchdowns, insane. seven interceptions. Yeah. And he over 4,200 yards. The difference there, the Vikings had a top 10 defense in 2009. We didn't this year, which that's the main thing. The defense not performing or not capitalizing on takeaways and the offensive line being 26th in the league. That's unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the downside. Say what you want about Kirk. No quarterback is going to be good with the 26th ranked offensive line. That just, you're, you can't expect that. We saw Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year running for his life. Best fo- best quarterback in, you know, you can make the argument, one of the best players in the league. He still looked, you know, in trouble. I mean, he was running for his life. Offensive line matters. And that's the next GM needs to fix because Spielman didn't. That's his biggest downside or his biggest downfall was his inability to build the offensive line. That's the final straw, I think, with the Wilfs. And, you know, that's why I'm not shocked that he's gone. You just cannot draft offensive linemen. And, you know, enough with agile, you know, scheme-fitting, zone-blocking linemen. Go get a mauler like a Quentin Nelson. Like, go go after guys that, even if they're not in your scheme, if they're just really good at pancaking people and just bullying people, 
why don't we want that? Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like we're trying to be too analytical sometimes with the offensive line and Spielman lost his job, I think, because of it. Like, doesn't matter if he hits on Jefferson or Darisaw looks good or Brian O'Neill looks good. Bradbury's a miss, you know, all these guys that we take to fill the middle of it. It's just bad. Well, and speaking of uh, some, some analytics and some stats here, kind of our, our year in review Vikings <laughs> uh, at the, at the end of this game here, all of the numbers have been solidified. And I just want to kind of walk you through, because I know we had discussed ad nauseum before the season started, how good this Vikings defense was going to be this year. They finished, uh, I think you said top 10. And I think the metric that we laid out was scoring, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to list three different metrics for you. <laughs> okay. They were 24th in scoring, missing yeah. out on top 10 by just a narrow 14 places. They were 16th in DVOA. So they were... Now, see, for context, you have context about how many, the point differential that separates those 14 spots. It doesn't like how, matter. It's you know, I, I know. <laughs> I understand. But you, the way you say... 14 spots it's like that could be 12 points like you don't know how many points that is i mean i, I feel like that's important context when you're 24th in scoring that is the very bottom of the you know top or bottom two-thirds of the league like that's not even remotely good or that's the bottom three quarters you're at the top of the 25th percent then they were 16th in dvoa which top half so yep. that's something. And DVOA is something where, you know, scoring can be a little bit of a flawed stat. Sometimes DVOA is a much more rigorous yep. stat. Um, and then we're going to go to my favorite uh, in yardage allowed. They were 30th in the national. Football. I mean, y- yards is always like, who cares? <laughs> like if, if the yards thing is like, that's the epitome of Ben don't break. But like, like, but the scoring, they seem to have broken at least a good amount of the time. Yeah. So I just want to take this little victory lap. I was right. You were wrong. Ha ha ha. And also Patrick Peterson, here's, here's your, your silver lining. I was harping on him before the season started. I said he was washed. I said he wasn't good anymore. And he went out and showed me. He went from a 55.2 PFF to a 63.0. And he got one whole interception in the extra game at the end of the season. He had as many interceptions as Jair Alexander did this year. Jair Alexander played like three games. It doesn't matter. That's an interception total. No, but he played every game. He's averaging one eighteenth of an interception. I'm just saying interceptions for a cornerback is not always like the, like it, like there's a reason why you had guys like Richard Sherman for many years, never had good interception numbers because they don't get thrown at. So you're saying that Patrick Peterson was so locked down with his six. No, I'm just saying that I'm just pointing out the flaw. I'm just pointing out the flaw in that by pointing out interception numbers. If that's the case, Marcus Peters is one of the greatest corners ever. But he gives up a lot of yards, and it's like same thing with Trayvon Diggs. He has a he led the league in interceptions, yeah. But he also led the league in yards given up. And I'm not saying that in a vacuum, one interception is this crazy indictment. But when you combine it with the overall grade and the fact that he got one pick off of like Andy Dalton half trying at the end of the season, this dude is not what he used to be. That is the final. Well, of course not. He's 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 older. I mean, like, what do you expect? Uh, he doesn't. We didn't get him. We. It's not like we paid him a lot he, of money. He was a product of the Cardinals' bad system and yada 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 and all that shit you were saying in the preseason. This is my victory lap. My whole you can point take is yours after the NFC Championship game and just let me have this right now. <laughs> my whole point was that like he was taken or like when his later years in Arizona, they kept trying to use him as what he was before as a pure shutdown, like 
follow the number one. And like, that's like, he just, that's corners can't do that forever because they lose a step. You never saw Darrell Revis in his later parts of his career. Stop following the number one guy all over the field. You, you know, it, it, you have to adapt with your body limitations. Yeah. And like, we didn't want, we didn't and get him his, to be that. His body is limited is what I was saying. And it was my impression that you, no, you were calling him washed. You were calling him, you know, well over Look, like people, people throw around words like wash. And by, by the way, Some like people do it a lot for, for reference here, the 49ers were the 10th ranked by points allowed um, defense at 21 and a half points. They, t- they were tied with a bunch of teams at 21.5 the Vikings end of the year giving up 25.1. So less than four points like separate the 24th and the four, four or, points per game, which I, is four I times know. 18, which is a lot. I know. So less than a touchdown difference. Like points. that's the that in that's what I'm saying. Like and over a 10 not, year period, it would have been 720 points. I'm just saying. I'm the, just making the number bigger. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> my my whole point is that. The difference between the teams, especially in that par- like parameters, is not as big as the way you're making it. And I think the like obviously yes, we did not finish top ten defense, but a lot of the time like we underperformed on defense. Like there, that's just flat out. We had bad yeah. games, and like you know, in, how am I supposed to be like? Well, that's definitely going to happen. We had the pieces, but injuries, losing Daniel Hunter the entire season. You, you that says a things. podcast with someone who consistently trashes their defense. I think you would have learned a thing or two by now about you didn't do as much. You have not really trashed them that much this year. No, because they've been like more than I was expecting because my expectations were very yeah, they, they had a stint in there where they were looking really good, but they've they kind of fell yeah. back yeah. a good amount. It was a nice it was a nice month. a nice yeah like good. a few weeks in like November yeah. or whatever it was. It was, it was neat. Yeah. Um all right. With that being said, um, do you have anything you want to say about uh, the the, oh, yeah. the amount of things that you I, said about the Vikings losing to the Lions? I have I have several things to say. First of all, this doesn't fucking count because the, the starters Vi- played half the game and they were down half at half. Yeah, by like three points. They still were down. We lost yeah. to them at, on the last second. Yeah, but I'm like, saying that like if Aaron Rodgers stays in that whole game, we don't know that. Without a fact, we don't know that. Are you saying for sure that we would have lost by six if you just like double the, the math works out that way? Oh wait, let me check. Oh shit, <laughs> like that's my my whole point is yeah, you played your second, you played your backup offense in the second half. The defense stayed out there, well, and, and so there's there's a couple there's a couple kind of factors that go into this. Mm-hmm. Factor number one. Dan Campbell is an absolute fucking madman. Well, yeah. The the ability, and like I should have seen it coming because it's so in character and I didn't think about it at all before the game, that he is just going to pull out every trick play in the playbook. He's going to run this triple reverse, you know, flea flicker shit, fake punt on fourth down. I mean, Dan Campbell was out here like they were one game away from the playoffs. Yeah. And I do respect it. And since the game didn't matter at all, it, it was kind of fun to watch. It didn't really make me as upset as it otherwise would have. And hopefully it's kind of a uh, wake up call to the defense to get your shit together. Yeah. Cause they, I, I kept looking at like the highlights for that one. And I'm like, I, I'm still seeing all the starters that like the, the defense yeah. didn't. Yeah. They just, they, they would like bite way too. They hard didn't put in the backups. Plays. And yeah. I was like, ah, Ooh, like yeah. I know, um, like Jair didn't play again. Jair wasn't out there. Yeah, so, but like, he hasn't been out there all year, but like no. everyone else, I was like that. Oh, like there's there's Savage, all, all there's, the there's other, Stokes, there's all the other defensive players, you know, played except for Campbell. Yeah, um, and he's I mean he's not nothing. He's had an amazing. Oh yeah, he's season. had a great year. Yeah, but 
Yeah. So, I mean, first team defense and hopefully I know LaFleur kind of ripped them a fucking new one after the game in terms of just kind of not being there mentally. And I think to a certain extent, you can probably say that they thought the Lions would roll over and the Lions didn't because yeah. the Lions have fucking Dan Campbell. Yeah. Um, another note, the Manning cast curse is very real. Uh, I was a little bit skeptical and look where it got me. I mean, yeah. What the fuck? That's horrible. We need to stop. I think we need to arrest Peyton and Eli Manning. Also, feel bad day for Equinemia St. Brown. Oh, Just dude. watching his younger brother go off, and he's sitting there with two it's catches. It's so much worse that, he, that it's the younger brother, yeah, too. Yeah, it's like, his younger if brother. If Equinemius was the younger awesome. brother, then it would be like, oh, okay. I get it. But like, it's like, oh, it's oh, just big brother. But yeah, no. Just I'm, get bodied. I'm on Ross St. Brown is awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the only other note I had from this game is uh, Adams broke Jordy's single-season yardage record. Also, the reason the second and third possessions in the first half failed because they were just jamming it down his throat and even more than they already do. Yeah. And like a, they know we're going to do it and we're still going to do it and we're not even going to try and hide it way. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. I mean, that's just that's just fun to see. I know there's the, the extra game shit. I, I just don't care because at the end of the day, this is what we're going to do now. Mm-hmm. And so are we going to have the same conversation next year and the next year and the next year and the next year? And like, I mean, it's all depends on like, I mean, there's obviously some games here that really did fucking matter. Yeah. Like it just, it's all just in no, context but, of who but matters. I'm, but I'm not. saying like stat wise, oh, you know, like setting records. Yeah. I mean, it, it, where it's like people are, people are getting upset about it and I get it, but it's like the, the NFL season didn't used to be 16 games. It's increased before. Yeah. You just kind of got to deal with it because there's nothing you can do, you know? Yeah. It's going to be like that. So, and the people that are getting upset are either the ones that like, I don't know, either like set the records or they are a part of the teams when those records are made. Like, it's all like the old guard people being like, well, it's, it's back in my guard, day. It's old guard fans. Yeah. Too, and I'm like, like that, that oh, like, he's count. nowhere like it. And like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So I'm sure in 20 years, I'll be really upset when, it when people like start breaking, to, like, you, know, you know, 20 games or something. Oh my gosh. Well, dude, when they start replacing people's ligaments with like, bionic fiber bionic shit yeah like, and, like, cool. you know nanotech going on in there like preparing as the games are happening yeah wild so I, I but that was that's really all i got here and now it's just a matter of you know kind of waiting to see what happens because we got the bye week this week I'd like to point out that the packers have already beaten three of the four potential opponents that they will have in the divisional round which scares the absolute bejesus out of me because it's hard to beat a team twice in one year um, yeah, that's, that's really it. That's all I got. Yeah. This one, they kept showing this, the scores like around the league and we kept, I kept seeing it being like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like the lions. And I'm like, I'm like, well, they're probably not playing. And I looked, I was like, for the first half, I was like, Oh, the starters are still out. I'm like, okay. And they're still, you know, the lions play hard. And like, that's the thing too, of like a product clearly it's of Dan a, Campbell. Campbell effect, and yeah. like, I, I don't know. Like, I think the lions are, I was very skeptical of the hiring of Dan Campbell just because you know, he, he gave us a lot of ammunition, like the biting of the kneecaps, all this, like too much, like, okay. He, he had too much uh, caffeine before the first press conference. Well, yeah. He has like was two, really bad he has like two, like train to like cold brews, like every day. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's absurd. That's, that's like a gallon of coffee. And like, I, I think he, uh, I, I mean, he's really warmed up to me. Like, I've warmed up to him, I guess I should say. Like he, he's warmed up to me. No, like he uh I don't know, he's grown on me and I I think that the Lions are on the right track. Like I, whether he's there whatever, like it's just great for the cultural reset of what they were. Um it's like the antithesis of like Jim Caldwell, who was very good for them. Their last time, you know, their last winning season was with Jim Caldwell 
And it just, it's good to have that, whether he's going to be their coach of the future. I don't know. Like they, like Jared Goff is fine. Like he's a good placeholder quarterback. Yeah. Like he's not going to be flashy. It is what it is, but I don't know. Also, I guess one last note I lied. Uh, Matt LaFleur is now the uh, most senior coach in the division. Yeah. Which is funny because it's his third year. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the one before that was eight. He's also the only Matt left. Yeah. Sad. And, and, you know, I'm trying to think, is there any Matt candidates? I don't think so. No. Eberflus? Is his first name Matt? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking about that. Matt Eberflus, too. So you know, he 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 could go. He could go to Chicago or somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, there could be another Matt. Um, so yeah, good good on the Lions to ending the season strong. I don't. It didn't really hurt them. I don't think draft pick. I guess if they lost, they they could have got the one. But like, this is like a classic. What are you gonna get? Like, you're gonna. It's gonna be a defensive lineman. I think is the consensus. It's not like like a quarterback. It's the consensus one. So Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Um, a couple of our games that we did point out before. I mean, we, I guess we can go into performance of the week. I don't know if yeah, you really want to talk about segments it. I just go to segments. Talk about stuff. Um, all right. Performance of the week. Um, I'll start. I'm going to give mine. It's Mr. Dakota Prescott. No, uh, they're going to say Dozier. No, <laughs> Dakota Prescott. Like, Dak Prescott. What do you do? Um, good old Dakota. He just, I mean, this was a, the Cowboys don't give a fuck. Like they were letting the Eagles have it. Uh, Dak 21 to 27, 295, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, uh, for a 98.6 QBR. And they just, you know, took it to him. And it wasn't even like to like, Oh, CD lamb having a great day or Mark Cooper going crazy. No, it was like Cedric Wilson, yep. you know, and, and Dalton Schultz got a couple, couple of them and Corey Clement got a, a touchdown. Like it's, they're spreading it all over the place. And what, what I'm really hoping for with the Cowboys speaking about the postseason, you yeah. know, like if I'm playing basketball and I warm up and I make like a single three point shot, I go shit. I shouldn't have got I, like, used, I used up all, up all my good. points already. Yeah. yeah. So I hope that the that the Cowboys have a finite amount of points. Yeah. And they're accidentally dropping all these fifty burgers and just using it all up, and they're gonna run out. Yeah, I think it definitely was one where like they really needed to get to build some positive, like especially on offense momentum because they kind of had some games where. Their offense didn't look sharp, and they just couldn't get anything going. And they're, they're they were still winning um, with their their defense. But well, that's what's weird too is that they're like they're so hit or miss. Where yeah. it's you either get fifty points or you get the Broncos game. Yeah, and it's like what the fuck. I think this is one like especially the Cowboys this year. Like if they're on, like if they're playing their A plus game, they're the best team in football. Like they can they have that ability just because of how opportunistic their defense is and how good their offense can be. Well, and I don't think that we should overlook the fact that they've achieved the third seed. They're twelve and five this year. Yeah, Mike McCarthy hasn't even used a watermelon yet. No, to our knowledge. Oh, no. Yeah, he is yeah. saving all the watermelons. Which is man. like, it, it, like after the Broncos loss, I think I would have used the watermelon yeah, just to no. make sure that we get back. He's on playing track. the long game. Mike's playing the long game there. Hey, Adam, seeing that Cowboys offense, Kellen Moore, Vikings coach. I, I, I've I've said you know my. I've given my thoughts on him. I, the only thing that worries me, I'm a big Kellen Moore fan. I just, he's too green. Oh no. Is he too green? Like I just 33 is super young, but like, that's going to be a barometer, but like he hasn't been doing it that long. And yes, he's extremely sharp, but can he lead a full locker room? Like, are people gonna, you know, older players like respect that? Like, I don't know. 
Like if you're like a 38, 36 year old or whatever, if you're a veteran guy, like he'd come in and Kirk would be older than him. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I don't know. I think he would be just because of how, you know, smart people will realize like, wow, he really knows his shit. But that's the only downside is like, does he kind of have that commanding presence? I don't know. I guess I just, you don't really see that because Mike is the, you know, the quote unquote, like head coach, even though fall guy. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> I, I don't, it's not really, we all know it's Kellen Moore's offense. So I don't know. His name is also like, I'm only half kidding when I say the Kellen thing, because yeah. it's way too similar to Kellen Mond. Yeah. Kellen Moore, Kellen Mond. Like, like it says, like little, it's Kellen Moe. Yeah. That's so much similarity. Yeah. That's, that's unacceptable. Kellen Moore, Kellen Mond coming from Texas too, oh, like from AM. No. I don't know. So I, I like him. There's some other guys I'd rather have. I think he wouldn't be number one on my list. But yeah. All right. Performance of the week, Kevin. Performance of the week this week goes to Hard Rock Stadium. Oh, God. <laughs> There are a few things in this world that are more powerful than Bill Belichick and Hard Rock Stadium is apparently one of them. Yeah. Every single year when the Patriots go down to Miami, they Mm -hmm. fucking lose. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And the Dolphins had nothing to play for. They were eliminated already. Patriots were going for seeding and the Dolphins still won. And granted, it wasn't any sort of beat down, but. I mean, it was actually a lot more than this final score even looks like. You know, the Patriots outscored them in the fourth quarter to make it a one-score game. Mm -hmm. Or not even. It was a nine-point game. So, Hard Rock Cafe, you win this round. And I think, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's going to keep being Bill Belichick's kryptonite, which... If you're going to have a kryptonite, I guess it's probably pretty nice to have it be the Dolphins Stadium so it doesn't Yeah, it doesn't hurt you as much. Unless there's like a Super Bowl in Miami. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Nathan Beeman award. I got, I got to give it to him. Uh, I'm sorry, boss, man, but oh. Indianapolis Colts. Yep. God, you, you blew it. Like it, I, I, it, it's blew it. like, uh, ruined it. I don't understand. Like you hard knocks are going to be so sad. I don't know if you guys have been watching, but hard knocks, I haven't, but I'm going to, it's gonna going to be so yeah. sad. Like I've actually been watching. It's, it's good. Cause you get to see like the highs of like them killing the bills and then then the low is like tomorrow or tonight no it's tonight uh it's oh god like it's gonna carson wentz we give him a lot of shit like we we always like to like you know ironically tweet out some highlights because on a play that like isn't a good throw but he gets bailed out nothing ironic it was so bad like he gets so i saw a tweet where it was like you know all right carson all you have to do is just turn the ball turn around hand the ball off check it down just don't turn it over and then it's like in his brain is just like going insane like they either like the spongebob like everything's on ah, on fire meme or or it was one of them throughout his name or like something it was like a like a like a brain playing the drums or something just going in, like absurd it just <laughs> oh god well, now the colts know like, it wasn't even close they got killed yeah. by jacksonville and at least now the colts know that this is not going to work no. they need to find some other solution yeah because up until this point, Carson Wentz, while not lighting the world on fire, looked yeah. okay. And and I and I was listening to a a, a podcast. Um, I think it was from the Athletic, and they no free ads. I know. Well, sorry, I won't say which one. There's there are multiple. Uh, and so they were talking about you can tell when it's going to be a bad Carson Wentz day early on by looking at his feet. Like like as soon as he gets the ball and like starts in his drop back, if his feet start getting a super wide stance, he starts kind of doing some weird hitches and some like quick pitter patter. You're like, oh god, he's like overthinking everything, and it's Panic. it's not going to be good. And like it, it, as soon as his feet start being really unsettled, 
it's not going to be a good 60 minutes for him. And like, that's, that's not good to have in your franchise quarterback where you could tell immediately like, well, we're fucked. I can tell by his body language. Yeah. So this is not Colts. All you had to do was beat the Jags and you couldn't do it. And the Jags with the lions winning, they still retain the number one overall. Like that's, you know, it was a win-win. Like they didn't need to win this game, but they did. And they still get the one, the one pick. And Trevor Lawrence, no longer a bust. <laughs> this one game. Put it down. Yeah, they don't have to worry about like, having to stress about a quarterback too. Like they can pick literally the best player and not be like, fuck, we got to hitch yeah, our they can, wagon. They can pick another running back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my Nathan Peterman, we got to talk about it. I think I'm out on Brandon Staley. Oh, no. I think that I hate him to his core. I think that he might be my new nemesis in the league because he took the tie They're away from so us close. on Sunday Night Football. They So if anyone listening didn't listen last week or wasn't paying attention, the way that the playoffs or seeding worked out, yep. if the Chargers and the Raiders, the final game of the weekend, were to end in a tie, both teams would make the playoffs. And... That is just objectively hilarious. If if the Colts lost, which they did, yeah, which yeah. which we because we talked about being like the only way this the tie would come into play is if the Colts somehow lost yeah. to the worst team in the league, Jacksonville Jaguars, and they did, yeah. So everyone's like, hold on a second, the universe was telling us something, yeah. and obviously both teams are going to go out. Like I said well, last week, they they can't just kneel it for sixty minutes because yeah. then the league is like, you guys are fixing games. Yeah, you're both like collusion. Yeah, like you know that that yeah. they're not going to do that. They but, can't. But they go through the whole game. The Chargers make this furious comeback. I mean, Justin Herbert must have had like 150 so, yards on fourth down. So I want to bring that up. Every, counting the to in order to them to convert all of the fourth downs that they had in the in the fourth quarter and overtime, they converted all of them. The odds of that happening are one in eight thousand. Point oh one percent for that to happen yeah and he did it yeah. and it's like holy it was, shit it was miraculous yeah. we go to overtime the raiders kick a field goal the chargers kick a field goal the raiders get the ball back with very little time left yeah and they have the ball i don't remember i don't think it was, it was like, right like the, the 40 it was like at the 45 yard line on yeah. the other side so yeah been a really really long field it was goal. it was on the opposing team's 45 yard line they ran two plays back to back didn't get very many yards both run plays which yeah. is a little counterintuitive and we're all sitting around going, oh my God, yeah. it's happening. They're just going to run this clock out, maybe try and kick like a 65-yard field goal just for shits and giggles, yeah. and then tie the fucking game. And after the second down play, mm-hmm. Staley calls a timeout. Yeah, it's third and eight, I believe. With Why? like 38 seconds left. Why? And he calls a timeout. And, and he calls a timeout. And based on several post-game interviews, and including know, one by Derek made, Carr, Derek Carr, <laughs> and several other players, I mean, there was a video of uh, I forget who it was. He was talking to Austin Eckler, yeah, and you could hear him going. I think it was like, Crosby. He was like, I think it was Max Crosby. Yeah, he's like, we were going to kneel. He was like, he's like, what? Kneel. Like you were going to like really? Yeah. Like, and so they were going to go for this tie, yeah. and when Staley called that timeout, it pissed off Rich Basicia, and they ran the ball on yeah. third down and actually got a first down. Get in a field goal range, kick a field goal as time expires, and the tie is dead. Yeah. And it killed me. Mm-hmm. I mean, my girlfriend can attest. I was in our living room screaming at the TV about yeah. a game that had nothing to do I know. with anything that I should care well, about. And you could tell too, like, 
um, it, it was Sunday night, so it was Collinsworth and Al Michaels. Collinsworth, Collinsworth was, was so wanting bad. to die so bad. And Michaels was trying to get him to not talk about yeah. it. And Collinsworth was like, I'm just He's saying. He's like, I'm just saying. I'm like, what do you saying. do? I mean. I've never liked Collinsworth more than I did in that moment. Oh. I was like, my man, he's got it. I just, he knows. Oh man, it was such a bummer. Yeah, and, and also Staley keeps like fucking going for it on fourth down in really stupid situations, yeah. and then doesn't get. Well, it I'm telling you, he's committed to it. He, he's like, this is who I am yeah. now. I everyone I knows like me as this. I have to keep doing it. It sucks, and I just want to be like, I don't know, just just don't don't be that guy anymore, Brandon Staley. And like now we are, we can't watch Justin Herbert in the playoffs. Now we have to deal with Big Ben. Throwing the ball five yards and letting that is kind of funny. I do. Yeah, there's I, nothing wrong with that. But uh, it's just, I don't know. Like it would have been so much more enjoyable to watch that. Yeah, Staley's that guy who told like a funny joke, and then he just doesn't stop telling the same joke over. Like he goes here on fourth down. We were all like, "Ooh, that's kind of interesting." And now he just he's beat that shit into the fucking ground, and I I'm done with him, and I hate him. So that's my Nathan Peterman is uh, Staley. You cost your team playoff berth because you overthought it, and I hate you. And I blame you. I mean, how how do you like go to work this week as a Chargers fan? I mean, I, I know there's not know. a lot, but the only silver lining was that there was that one guy in a Steelers jersey at the game that must have been losing his yeah. goddamn mind. Yeah, like oh god, man, it's just I don't know. That's, it's a that's, bummer. Better luck next now, year. Yeah, the question is now like, what do the Raiders do because they made the playoffs? Because they have their interim Rick Bisaccia in there. It's like, do they bring him? Like. How do you fire that if guy? If he wins a playoff game, you have to hire. Him. Like I'm like, how do you not? Yeah. Like I mean, I think you do now. Like yeah. you have to. Like you made the playoffs they, with that. With that the crazy season you had, but you absolutely have to. Yeah, they like, win. I don't know. It's weird. Um. All right, stock up here. Speaking of head coaches, I'm just going to give my stock up to change. Um. A lot of new openings starting with you know we already talked about the Vikings firing Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, GM. Bears are the same thing with Ryan Pace and Matt, Matt Nagy. Uh, the openings that happened in in uh, New York, Giants with Gettleman retiring, quotes around that. And then a day later after Black Monday, they fired Joe Judge because I think they got bullied into it. And then the Dolphins making a shock, firing Brian Flores. But then there's reports now kind of coming out where it's very similar to the Mike Zimmer, like just not a good like culture or – you know, he's had a lot of personnel issues that they've talked about. Like he's gone through, I think four offensive line coordinators in three years or something, which is crazy. Um, new offensive play callers, a lot of, a lot of personnel issues. They clearly chose the offensive or the GM over him because they didn't get along and which say what you want. Like Brian Flores was Success, like he, he, you know, won a lot of games for being not making the playoffs. Yes, they won 19 games in the last two years, which is the best coach the Dolphins have had in a while. Yeah, and and I think it's it. He's going to get scooped up. He's going to quickly, you know, become a head coach somewhere else. Um, the culture issue thing that that like be like, I don't want it here in Minnesota. I feel like it just Zimmer 2.0. So stay away from there. But some teams might want that, and you know, more power to them. Obviously, the uh, the Broncos firing Vic Fangio, and I think that was it. Brian Cull- or Cully, the Texans guy, he's still there, so I don't think he's I mean, gonna I be fired. You can't really fault a guy for not winning with the Texans this year. And they won more games than we all thought. Like they're yeah. they're picked to be like zero and seventeen. Like they're they oh, yeah. not great. Um, and then other ones like Matt Rule, you could say maybe should have been, but 
I don't know. They've been a mess offensively. Not having McCaffrey for majority of the season again is a big bummer, but their quarterback situation's a mess. I think Rule owes Joe Judge a beer because I kind of just, I don't know why I think it's the blue, but I just view them as the same person, but <laughs> Joe Judge is worse. Yeah. So it's like Matt Rule, at least he's not Joe Judge. Well, and the thing is, I think like a lot of players like Matt Rule. That's his big thing. Like, I don't know. Joe Judge was weird if he kept his job. I don't know. Um, yeah. So change. I think that's it. Stock, I think that's stock it. Up yeah, is Obama. That's my stock change. Up. Change. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my stock up is a guy who I kind of forgot was in the NFL until very recently. Uh, we didn't really mention, but Rashad Penny is really good. Yeah, the unreal like December, January. Yeah, so <laughs> starting four of the last five games that he played this year after kind of getting pressed into service with tons of injuries on the Seahawks. He's a running back for the Seahawks, if you forgot, because he's been completely irrelevant for most of his career. In these four of the last five games where he's gotten at least 15 carries, he's gone 137 and two touchdowns, 135 and one, 170 and two, 190 and one. I I mean, what the hell? What's going on? <laughs> like the the Seahawks have been, you know, kind of scheming up this same philosophy. They they were without Russell Wilson for a good chunk of the season, and they weren't doing this kind of rushing numbers. And Rashad Penny's just been hanging out. Is he secretly like really good? If he can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I think they're the Seahawks are so weird to me. Like I just don't I I've never been able to like the last I don't know four years, I've never been able to get a grasp on like, are you guys good? But like because like they have these games where I'm like, holy shit, and then you have ones where they just look terrible. Yeah, like I just I don't I don't know. Like Russell Wilson is objectively a very, very good quarterback, but like he has some moments where he just looks bad and their offensive line obviously is an issue. DK Metcalf has games where he just disappears. Like he's out there, I guess he's playing, but I wouldn't know it by looking at the box score. I just, I don't know. They're such a weird team. You want to know something crazy? What? I'm slightly older than Rashad Penny. Wow. Thank you. Google <laughs> February 2nd, 1996. Yeah. That was a weird draft when they or like, they picked him. Like everyone was like, who? Yeah. And I don't know. He's good on him. Like he's earning a lot of money. I guess I'm also taller than Rashad Penny. And we were both born in you're California. Taller than, you're taller so. than like every running back except for like Derrick Henry. How tall is Derrick Henry? Like probably like six four, six three, six five. I, I six think three. I'm taller than every running back. Like, I would dispute running backs, that. Stat. Like, you can't be tall. Like they, like that's the downside. I mean, I'm just a better athlete than all those guys. Like I guess. Aaron Jones it's, and Dalvin Cook, I'm pretty sure are not even five ten. Yeah, that, yeah Derrick Henry six, six three, three, which yeah. means he's actually like six one. See, but how much does he weigh? Uh, 238 which that's no way he's definitely more i feel like that's just wikipedia (laughs) i'm also not older than derrick henry so not interested yeah um all right stock down so i i wrote mine i'm I'm gonna change it as as on the fly here because my stock down originally was gonna just be because like i already talked about it it was the dolphins firing brian flores um i'm gonna actually give it as like the vikings having to play the ravens so I saw something very weird and I don't like this because the Vikings have played the Ravens only seven times in franchise history That's because the Ra- Ravens aren't a super, you know, I guess old team, sense. you know, Baltimore. Yeah. Um, so we've played them only seven times. And because we only, we play that every four years or whatever, yeah. the most time in the three years they won. So we're, we're three and four against them in the three years they won, which were in 98, 09 and 2017. We went to the NFC title game. In the four years that they lost, 01, 05, 2013, and 
this year, 2021, we have fired our head coach. Oh my God. So, so it, it, this year it's a down having to play them because clearly we lost. So this was always the plan. It was all, like, as soon as we saw that, like, well, Zimmer, you're gone. Like, yeah. sorry, that's the game. That's I, why he just phoned I know you have like year. half the year like, left. Fucked. It doesn't matter what happens because had we won that game, we would have clearly gone to the NFC title game. That's how it works. So it looks like we won't. I mean, we've made the NFC title game before, but the last three times we have, we've beaten the Ravens that year. So it's downside for having to play the Ravens and lose them this year because we had to fire Zimmer. Or you could spin it. I mean, that's a positive thing. This is purple on purple violence. Yeah, man. Or purple Just a on, weird, weird set. Or purple on blue. Shout out, Jalen. <laughs> we had a huge argument. I did a Pantone check on the Ravens colors with Jalen because she says blue. And it is way bluer than Vikings purple, yeah. but it's still... It's still yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, my stock down is uh, circles because Aaron Rodgers' inner circle is a phrase that's getting thrown around quite a bit in the last week, and I don't know if it means anything anymore. I think that I think that I am an Aaron Rodgers inner circle. I think that you might be as well. Oh, I am. Yeah. Yep. Um. So if you missed it, there was a story going around that Aaron Rodgers, if the Packers get to the Super Bowl the pinnacle of NFL achievement. He was going to boycott the Super Bowl mm-hmm. until the NFL changed its COVID rules and regulations. <laughs> Never mind the fact that the NFL does not set its own COVID rules. Those are agreed upon with the NFL PA because they are a function of player safety. Aaron Rodgers has a position of power on the NFL PA. Never mind all of that. And never mind the fact that the Super Bowl is literally the last fucking thing that the NFL does until next year when the COVID situation will undoubtedly be different in some way and yeah. they will have to revisit these rules anyway. And he's going to sit for the game that is the sole reason that people throw him not being the greatest quarterback of all time. Like that is the number one reason is his lack of Super Bowls. And he is going to sit and the exact report, the cherry on top is that he told Jordan Love to be ready to play. Are, are we sure that's the reason? Because like, what if uh, like, I, I saw another thing right, where they talk about where they, they alluded by like the reason for him sitting out would be like a final, like fuck you to the organization. Like for no, all the no, years the, of the all original that. report, I don't know what else has come out or I mean, it's a fake story. For right, Yeah. But like, I, I thought that's why and, he would sit out. It was like a, like Packer fans like, yeah. Or like, you know, here's the organization. I'm going to get you there. And then he'd be like, all right, you're on your own now. That, Peace. That would be the pettiest <laughs> shit in the world. But like, it would be like objectively. Funny. But, but also but. like, yeah, it would be so from what we've just, everyone's like my, like opinions on like all the Aaron Rodgers, stuff, especially with COVID now or all this weird that, stuff. That would be, it a would whole just, another I know, I know it, it would be, but it would just be so like objectively hysterical to watch just yeah. the organization. Like you just sit there, just our hands up. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. But I mean, he took this giant lap on Twitter with him, Kurt Benker, Jordan Love, Matt Flynn got in on the action and they were just torching this story that is completely fake and made up. And so I I feel like that just kind of gives it because the original story was also it was reported as multiple sources in Aaron Rodgers inner circle have confirmed. And I don't like to be one of those guys who's like, oh, the media, the media. I think anyone who says the term the media usually is kind of a dick. 
but what the fuck is going on right now? Like these people just actually making shit up about Aaron Rodgers. I I don't know. So that I was, mean, we don't know. What if what if the inner oh, circle is right? Oh, the inner circle. Like it's all it's speculation yeah. right now. But hey, this is gonna age really poorly. <laughs> we'll never. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, like, damn it, they found me out. <laughs> now I gotta pretend on Twitter. <laughs> if um if Aaron Rodgers does this, um yeah. Adam, would you like to join me in buying? An Aaron Rodgers jersey. Oh, and I, I, his new favorite fan. Yeah, I think he would. I'd buy Packer stock. Like, it oh, would just, oh yeah. Speaking of which, all right, yeah. all right, here we go. That no, is, it would that just is be, now on the record. It would just be so funny. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I could buy the maximum Packer stock. You have to spend sixty thousand dollars <laughs> on Packer stock. I'll be in debt to the Packers. Like, yes, it's it's so it is like kind of lame that like the paper I have just has like a little like one. Yeah. And like I kind of wish I got two, but obviously not because it's twice as expensive. Yeah. All right, let's go in our uh, wild card preview. So going forward, we're just going to be you know talking, kind of mentioning all games because it's going to get smaller. Well, there's six of them. Yeah, so. and so we're we're going into Super Wild Card Weekend. Woo, um, part two. So that's exciting. Uh, obviously, the one seeds of the Titans and the Packers are not playing this week. Everyone else is. So we get some intriguing matchups. Uh, a couple, a lot of rematches. I think I saw it was like of the six games. I think it was like four of them were rematches. Um, so that's always interesting. Bucks Eagles didn't happen, and I don't think the Raiders Bengals did. Bengals, okay. But I think everything no or Niners Cowboys. I don't think did. Yeah, because we have two divisional matchups, and then Steelers Chiefs, which I'm told that game existed. Yeah. Um, I didn't really I think the Raiders Bengals happened. Watch it. Yeah, I think the Raiders Bengals happened too. So I think it's Niners Cowboys. Yeah, I think those are the ones that didn't play play this year. So that's always interesting where you get to have especially the divisional. Um, let's just start from the top here. So on Saturday, there's two games. First one is Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Cincinnati. They get to host a playoff game. Uh hasn't been there since the Andy Dalton days. Wow. Very different team. I feel old. And a team like I, I hated watching the Andy Dalton Bengals because it's just, I don't know, it wasn't the, enjoyable the Andy at all. Dalton Bengals were so funny because it was the Dalton Ocho Cinco tandem. Yeah. Or no, it was Dalton AJ Green. Wasn't Dalton it? AJ yeah. Green, yeah. It was Dalton AJ Green. And it, it was, was the like, Carson Palmer. It was Ocho. the least productive, like, wide receiver quarterback duo in terms of, like, interceptions and yeah. stuff in, like, the history of the NFL. Yeah. And, and it, uh, yeah. And now we have uh, a game where, you know, Joe Burrow has been unbelievable in the second year and probably i mean should be the play uh, comeback player of the year especially the last two weeks of yeah. the season he absolutely exploded yeah and that offense is so potent mm-hmm. that i just don't see a path for the raiders here it, yeah it's tough because like the rate like the raiders are strange to me because they obviously you know Derek carr is thrown for 4800 yards this year to basically a bunch of no names and you know because darren waller has been out so much and he's making and his other receiver killed somebody. Yeah. And like, yeah, he's, you know, Hunter Renfro has made a massive leap this year, but like, he's not a, you know, like a down the field, spread the field kind of guy. He is, he is their route runner, their technician, you know, between, you know, the numbers where it just gets you those yeah, he, first downs. He is store brand Adam Thielen. Yeah. Like he's not the big play explosion. Yeah. He's, guy. he's not naturally gifted. Like a lot of these guys are, but he, he, you know, gets open and he's a sure-handed guy. And, you know, Josh Jacobs has had a good year, um, but Derek Carr, you know, it's all going to come down to that. And I, I think this game will be close for the most part. 
I just don't see the Bengals losing it. Like I just, I think they just pull away. They're just too solid of a team, especially on offense. Yeah. It, worth noting uh, last week, Darren Waller tight end for the Raiders did come back and play. Yep. There were reports on this program that he might've died. Um, those were he, it, the rust was very much there. Like they had, oh, yeah. he had a lot of drops. Like there was a lot of, you know, we're just not having that kind of chemistry with Derek Carr. Like you see yeah. that a lot. And- yeah. Those, those reports we're looking into who made those. They may have been a disgruntled <laughs> fantasy football owner. Um, and rest assured that person has been fired, but he is back. And that is, that is somewhat relevant just in terms of the Raiders keeping up with the Bengals. I don't think either of these teams has an awesome defense. Yeah. I think it's going to be kind of a fun game to watch with a lot of points being scored at least. So yeah. yeah. Um, all right. And then, uh, going to the next game on uh, Saturday night, we have a rematch. The third, the third game played between these teams, New England Patriots travel to Buffalo, take on the Buffalo bills. It is the second game as we covered extensively. The first game didn't count because of wind. It didn't count. It wasn't a real football game. I mean, what we saw tragic miscarriage of the sport. I mean, what we did see in the second time when they did play, like the, the bills are the better team. Like the bills are you know, they, they didn't live up to expectations. They're still a very, very good football team. It's just, you know, Josh Allen hasn't had a, a year he had last year. Their defense, you know, has lost some pieces. Tredavious White, it's a big loss. But they're still very good. I think they were still the the best by, by scoring, against, like points against. I think they were still the number one defense in the league. Yeah. And so, I don't think the Patriots have the offensive firepower to keep up. Their only hope is a low-scoring game yeah. if they can keep the Bills' offense in check, which has been done a couple times this year. Yeah. You think of the Jaguars game. There are several other where you know, you kind of think of the Bills as this prolific, high-flying offense, and you think of that because they literally can't run the ball. Yeah. Um, but that hasn't always been the case here. They've been Singletary, a little Singletary has had a good like final well, at, like it, stretch here. Yeah, as soon as they've committed to him in the last yeah. month or so of the season, I think he's it, actually yeah, been it, pretty it's hard when they're only giving, you know, 10, 15 carries to both of their their whole running back yeah. core. So it's hard to to be productive or really to get cuz like a lot of running backs, you know, you need to get carries to get you going. Like it's that's the one position where you really need that. Yeah. And the X factor in this game is the fact that uh, the the first team is the Bills and the second team is the Patriots and the Bills want to beat the Patriots so fucking bad, yeah. especially in the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like the Bills want to beat the Patriots more than the Patriots want to beat specifically the Bills. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's a benefit no. because I think the Bills might get get intimidated, you know, kind of lose focus and be so rabid about chasing a victory and finally killing the boogeyman that is the Patriots even though the the actual boogeyman that they all hate is not on the Patriots anymore. No, that I, I don't know. I think I still like the bills. I think overall, but I would not be shocked. If I mean, as long as, yeah, any team that's, you know, Bill Belichick is still on the other sideline and, yeah. you know, Mac Jones, you know, it's, it's his rookie year. So like, obviously they're, they're early. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't see the bills. I don't know. I guess it's divisional matchups. So that always adds a wrinkle 10 degrees. Ten the game. How, how much wind? 11. I'm looking it up right 11. now. 11. So not, not really like anything. Fuck. I know. I want that one. God yeah. damn it. Um, all right. So um, then we go to Sunday. Uh, the noon game here. We got three games. We we have the Eagles taking on the Bucks. Uh I mean. Thanks I, for coming out, Eagles. Yeah, like I don't know. Like the Bucks have lost a lot of people, obviously. Right, here, and let, let me let me sell you on the Eagles, all right? Are you ready? Sure. 
uh, Washington beat the Buccaneers at one point this year. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's the only that that's the only thing I can really latch onto because the Eagles have pieces, and if Jalen Hurts has a good day, the Buccaneers' offense has been a little bit inconsistent. Like you said, they've had a ton of injuries to deal with. Yeah, not having Godwin is going to be massive for these playoffs. Like yeah. he is, he is their you know their glue receiver. Like he's the guy that's you know, gets the, the yardage one needed. Like Evans is the, the red zone guy and the kind of the deeper shots, yeah. like the big play, yeah, but Godwin, the Godwin's the consistent. And that's, that remains to be seen how they kind of make up for that, especially now with Antonio Brown, not yeah, know, I was going to say, there. I mean, Godwin's hurt. Antonio Brown is, uh, you know, still running around shirtless somewhere in, in New York, in yeah. the middle of New York <laughs> yeah, city. Yeah. They're filming a movie about him, but, but I, I think they'll be fine for this game. Um, is Lenny going to be back? Do we know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah Fournette's going to be, be there again, and obviously Gronk has been looking really good this year. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think they're just too good of a team to to shock and drop this game. I, I have a question for you. Mm. Uh, the insurance commercials that Gronk does for uh, I, USA. I, I hate it because they're, like, they're, they're the only things I get now on YouTube. Like anytime I watch, like it's always like an ad that comes on, and I'm like, well, they confuse me because the whole the whole shtick of the commercial line is that you can only get USAA if you're a military member or like a family a, member, a family member. Yeah. And why why are you telling me that? Like, shouldn't they know that they are the yeah. only ones that can get it? Well, why I, are I you know giving it's, me that commercial. It's a big like, and it's an NFL sponsor. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like a waste yeah. of commercial dollars. I'm just talking from a dollars and cents standpoint. It I know. It's upset. like if if anyone that like as USA, like I I'm lucky enough to be able to have USA, and like anyone that doesn't is like oh, I wish I could get it because usually the rates are really really good. Oh yeah, but, but it's like great. it's hard to get it because yeah. you have to have that. But it's like requirement. What, but every one of your advertising dollars, a, a chunk of it has to go mostly to people that can't even get yeah. your service. I don't know. It's very strange. Um, so yeah, Gronk, not a great actor, but I think the Bucks win this game. Yeah. Uh, second game, 49ers traveling to Dallas, take on the Cowboys. I don't know. This is all dependent on like, can Jimmy G, you know, be consistent enough to win? Like, obviously it, like he's gonna have to put up points. I don't, he had a, a pretty good showing last week though. Yeah, he did. You know, Which we didn't really talk about the Niners beat the Rams in overtime and Jimmy G had some clutch moments in there. He played, I think, better than a lot of people envision when they picture a Jimmy G game. And I think that both of these teams, this game more than any other game, I think uh, kind of on the docket is the most volatile mm -hmm. this weekend where the Niners could completely shit the bed, but so could the Cowboys. Yeah. Like the floor and the ceiling are very far apart. Yeah. And I don't know. I also it's just Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. I don't, I don't trust him and I don't know where that comes I from don't either. <laughs> I have to really dive deep down into my subconscious to figure out why I feel that way. Yeah, but then again, maybe he brings a watermelon and then, you know, maybe, I, maybe he has. If you held it for this long. It's like, do you want to try and save it for like the Super Bowl? He probably won't use it this week. I don't think he would either. I think he might use it next week. He might get off the plane in, or, or, or in the NFC Championship game. Hypothetically, he gets off the plane in Green Bay with a yeah. watermelon in his arm. <laughs> Holding it above his head. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Just, <laughs> ah! The Packers just forfeit. <laughs> um, all right. Last game. Steelers going to Kansas City. Take on the Chiefs. Last Sunday game. 
Yeah, the last yeah. Sunday. Yeah, the last game. The last game of the day. And it's gonna suck. Like, I mean, <laughs> this is if there ever was a thanks for for coming out Pitts like team. Like, this is it's the like. Come on, like, Don't I don't know Big Ben. Ah, no. come on <laughs> for Big Ben. If it was against like the Chiefs defense that they had at, like beginning of the year, that's one thing. Like, I just I don't look, I don't look, know. Look, we we don't want this game. We don't want the Steelers in this game. No. But, but we other people's opinions have never been something that Big Ben concerns himself no, with. For yeah. better or for worse. Usually for worse. Yeah. That's not something that he cares about. And maybe, you know, if, you, if you're if you a Big Ben fan, you're happy to see him. If you're yeah. a Big Ben hater, he's going to get fucking so annoyed. That's why it would have been hilarious that, like, Big Ben's career would have ended on two parties, like, mutually con- consenting. consenting. Yeah, it's like, that would have been great. Oh, that would have been huge. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean... I had a picture of this game going exactly the same way as a couple weeks ago when these two teams played yeah. and the Steelers got a train run on them. They just, I don't know. Like the, the, the it was Chiefs, even in Arrowhead. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Like the chief's defense is, I don't know. I think they're just going to eat big Ben's lunch. And like, I, I just don't see the chief's offense. Big not very protective move, of his lunch. Yeah. Not be able to move the ball. Like, I don't know. Well, is what it is. I think Ben's going to go out with a whimper and this is going to be quite sad. Yeah. I'd love to be proven wrong though. I'd love to see big Ben in like the AFC fucking championship game, not being <laughs> able to move. Oh God. <laughs> Somehow. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, and the last game of wildcard weekend is another divisional matchup. It's on Monday. It is the Arizona Cardinals traveling to LA to take on the Rams. I have, I mean, this, this game can go, I don't like a million ways. I feel like, like, I don't know who we're going to get. Like, are you going to well, get the good Cardinals? Are you going to get the good Rams? Are you going to get the bad Cardinals? Well, this bad is Rams. Like I don't know. NFC West to, you know, to, to the nth degree. Yeah. Like NFC West games are always kind of crazy. See Rams Niners last week. Like, even if this was the Seahawks factored in here, it doesn't matter. These divisional games are where weird shit happens. Yeah. And you combine that whole kind of vibe with current Matt Stafford, who we didn't talk about. What the fuck? Yeah, just is going on with Matt Stafford. He can't stop throwing interceptions. No, he can't do it. He's addicted yeah. to interceptions. Yep. And he, it, it, we didn't mention it, but he protected Kelvin Johnson's single season yardage record by yeah. throwing an interception in overtime and not giving the ball to Cooper Cup. Yeah. Uh, which is just funny. which hey, by the way uh, that that the a full like NFL record like not like a team like a franchise one yeah like a, a Calvin Johnson receiving record for a year now that being said there would have been a lot of people being like it's an extra game yeah, extra yeah. game which but, I get but but still yeah. I mean Matt Stafford has looked by all accounts pretty fucking bad yeah. the last couple of weeks and the Cardinals like you said they've been up and down I think that this could be a sneaky low scoring game. Yeah. Where the Rams, you know, Stafford's turned the ball over. They're not hugely effective on offense. Well, a, f- a few weeks ago, the Cardinals beat the Rams. Like that was a, you know, not yeah. very clean game again. Yeah. And like Stafford just can't like not throw the ball to the other team. Yeah. And on the other side of the ball, you have the Cardinals who peak in week five every year and then just slowly fall down a hill. Yeah. And so I mean, this is their first playoff appearance, especially in Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, Cause they missed tenure. it last year because they peaked in week five and yeah. fell on a fucking hill. So I don't know. I I'm excited though, for this one, just for the weird shit factor. Yeah. I'm g- really glad it would have been such a bummer if we got Steelers chiefs on Monday. Oh, we got a Manning cast for that one too. 
who's going to be on it? I don't know. I just saw that they are, they will be having a Manning cast. Oh, no guests yet. The Manning cast is going to be Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott. What would you, what would you do if the two Rod- teams on by? If Rodgers went back on and he was like on the Manning cast on Monday, I'd be very upset. You're like no, because you actually play that week. Because there would be like a small like five percent of. It'd me. be one thing if it was like on like there there was no Monday game, but like, yeah, there, there's there's like there's two Kevins. And one has way more sway, and I'm going to let you figure out which is which. But one Kevin is the same Kevin that gets very nervous if I break a jersey streak. <laughs> and the other Kevin is rational. And I'm going to let you figure out which one has more sway in my mind. But uh, the Kevin yeah. about that, that gets very superstitious about shit would be panicking. Yeah, I'll be freaking the fuck out. <laughs> All right, let's. But instead of two minute drill this week, we're going to do our playoff predictions. So we've already talked about the wild card. Um, I, I, I've, I had a hard time picking upsets for the wild card. Yep. Like I don't know about you guys, but I, I think I went chalk the entire way. Like I have number two Kansas City beating number seven Pittsburgh, number three Buffalo beating number six New England, and number four Cincinnati being number five uh, Las Vegas. I, I have you have anything all different three of those in the AFC for chalk. Yeah. Okay. And then NFC personally, I have the number two bucks beating number seven, Philly number three, Dallas beating number six, San Fran and number four Rams being number five, Arizona. This, yep. th- this is where we're different. Okay. I have Tampa Bay winning. I'm not, I'm not that optimistic. <laughs> Uh, I actually have San Francisco beating wow, Dallas. Okay. I think this is a Dallas clunker game. Oh god, because they've been due for one. Like I said, they scored all their points the last couple of weeks. They're out of points. Okay, they have no more to give. Okay, and I also have the Cardinals beating the Rams, which I view as more of just a fucking coin flip. Yeah, uh, but yeah, four and four and five, and they're yeah. I think just a game different. Yeah, that's the least outrageous and divisional of an upset so. you can you can pick. So okay. yeah, that's what I got. I have the same as you, Adam, and. The only the two games that were the hardest were the 49ers, Cowboys, and then the Cardinals, Rams. Mm-hmm. I just looked at it like the 49ers, like is I, I, the way I did it is yeah. I am <laughs> counting on both teams playing like their A game, and if that happens, Dallas beats San Fran and the Rams beat Arizona. Like I'm not yeah. accounting for one team, but you're clunking. doing it, you're doing it like a series. You got to like chaos. No, I, I I I know. I'm just the chaos comes. Don't worry. Wildcard weekend though, I have it chalky. So that's that's what I have. All right. So divisional. So since you have different um well, we have the same AFC. So we yeah, so, so AFC, that means we would have Kansas City facing Buffalo and Cincinnati facing Tennessee. I have Kansas City beating Buffalo. Um, just because I mean, I think it being in Kansas City, the way the teams are, I know Buffalo beat them earlier in the year, but very different defense now for Kansas City and the offense is clicking again. I think they Kansas City takes I, them again. I agree. And I actually have Cincinnati upsetting Tennessee. I have Cincinnati upsetting Tennessee nice. too. That and means so, they're definitely going to fucking oh, lose. Damn it. I have the opposite. Okay. Oh, okay. So you have, and you have Titans. You have, okay. Do you have uh, Kansas City being Buffalo? Uh, no, no, no. I have the Bills. Beating oh, you, I have oh, the Bills beating opposite. Kansas City and then I have the Titans beating the Bengals. I like it. Okay. Yes. So, so your AFC championship game is completely different. Completely different from ours. Yes. All right. Yes. So okay. Ken and I have the same. You different. All right. So then on the flip side, NFC, Divisional, I have number three Dallas beating number two Tampa Bay. Mm. Um, I just think that the the losses for Tampa Bay, especially on offense, are going to be too much. And I do think Dallas. How many uh, how many interceptions does Tom throw in that one? Um, Six. I'm seven, no, I don't know. I mean, one, maybe two, if it depends on the kind of the game 
as it's going like they need to try to come back. Six. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I, you're not going to like it. I yeah, have number four. I, 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 I have number four LA Rams being number one Green Bay. Well, but Aaron that one, Donald's a punk bitch. I mean, come on. <laughs> that, that's about that's one where I, this is the hardest one. You because have Matt Stafford. You hate Matt Stafford. I, I know. And I think that this is something where I, I think it, it's, it's going that McVay is kind of being like reeling him back in and not, you know, getting the best out of him and not him being like, fuck like it. He's and getting worse. As the I don't know. I just, <laughs> I real I, I'm the one thing that worries me a lot about green Bay is how their defense has been playing down the stretch. And it's, it's all dependent on them turning around their offense. They're going to put up points, but defensively, that's my biggest red flag with them. And I think, you know, a good team. I don't. I don't know if the weather's going to be bode like bode well enough for that. Like, I don't know. But obviously, yeah. weather can be a big factor. I don't know. That's that's my kind of like flashy upset, like shock. That's fair. One uh, thing I wanted to mention that we didn't talk about last week that I forgot. And I keep forgetting to mention shit. Uh, Bakhtiari came back. Yeah, he played. Uh, yeah, he played, a little bit. he yep. played like a quarter and a half, I think, mm-hmm. and he looked good. And I think for the divisional round, they are expecting Jair and Zadarius back. Okay. So. I mean, not that that probably influences your your overall pick, but mm. wanted to mention it. All mm. right. Uh, my divisional round in the NFC, I have Tampa Bay beating San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I have the Packers beating the Cardinals again. Okay. And I think, you know, based on what we've said, I don't know if that needs a bunch of explanation. I don't take Arizona super seriously. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Brady versus Jimmy G, Brady's going to win that every fucking time. Jimmy G... Will never beat Tom yeah, Brady. Brady just shoves him in a locker every yeah. time. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty face. He's the boogeyman to many people, but especially Jimmy. Especially like just, Jimmy. Yeah, he's like, oh man, but I'm handsome too, like you, Tom. It's like not as handsome as me, bitch. Like I wasn't always handsome. I I married a supermodel. You just date porn stars. Like <laughs> we are not the same. <laughs> yeah. um, oh. And then for my divisional, I have the Cowboys beating the Buccaneers, and then. uh Says it is. I do have the Packers beating the Rams. Okay, and see that now when exactly. I literally was like, that's like a fifty-one forty-nine. Like that is, I mean, a coin a flip for up. me. Like I, I thought about. It. I was just like, I want to be different because I didn't want to have the essentially we would have the same. We'd have the same NFC. No, you had the Bucks. We, we beat yeah. the Rams but, by ten points. I understand, but when was that? It was in Green Bay. It was like a month ago. It yeah, wasn't like that I, long ago. I'm just saying, like, it's hard to beat a team twice. You said it yourself. I don't think I would say something. You like literally said it. We can find it back. Um, so, all right. Conference championship. We're all different uh, here. I then have number two, Kansas city playing number four, Cincinnati. It's a rematch of the great game. A couple weeks ago, I have Kansas city winning this time, going back to the super bowl for a third straight year. It's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah. And it's why so I, I have Kansas city. <laughs> I have Kansas City beating beating the Bengals in the AFC side. I have that as well. Um, I think that the Bengals getting the AFC championship game is already going to be this monumental feat yeah. for a team that everyone was counting out. They're the they're the Cinderella started. story, and I think it just it hits midnight. And yeah, just yeah. Kansas City's been there, and I think that's going to really come into it. Future's bright. Yeah, but. I I agree. So yeah, I have Kansas City going forward. I have so my conference championship with both of them. I actually have a story. Oh boy. With both of them. So if you guys want to get your NFC out of the way, okay. and okay. then I will come back. Okay. All right. So my NFC is then between the Cowboys and the Rams. And 
I, I'm having it that Mike McCarthy's saving the watermelon. How about them Cowboys? And the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, and they take on the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat L.A., and this is where we get a bad Matthew Stafford game. Like, this is the clunker, the four interception, the three interception game. Diggs has two of them. This is the worst kind of a defense for him to run into, a very opportunistic defense, and he has a bad day, and Detroit Stafford comes to play. So, Cowboys go to the Super Bowl. And so... For my NFC Championship game, while I was writing this down right before we started recording the show, I kind of told you guys, I was like, oh, shit. When I realized the NFC Championship game I had set for myself, uh-huh. I was not happy with it. <laughs> uh, it's the Buccaneers coming to Green Bay and playing again. the Packers uh. again. Um, and the only saving grace is that this time, good Lord willing, Kevin King won't be a corner two. <laughs> So that's a little bit better. And I have the Packers winning this because I have to for my own sanity. I think my <laughs> brain would crack in half and just fall out, like dribble out of my ears if I said anything else. So I have the Packers winning. It's interesting that you didn't try to like reverse it like you did. Like, cause you had last year, you had this, this, I think we both had. No, did we? I, I don't know. I listened back to it. I don't know if you did, but I didn't. You had the Packers going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, Being we saw what happened, you know, <laughs> and both those teams lost in their conference championship games. But I, I don't know. I, I, I respect you for just, you're, you're stuck if it, it happens again, I'll do, I'll adjust my strategy for next no, year. no. See, so you have to Whether keep doing it. Fourth NFC championship. Game <laughs> you have to keep doing it. Uh, All right, Jake, what's, what's your story here? The right. conference championship? Story time with producer Jake. Uh, when uh, I was cleaning my room the other day, mm-hmm. I found, I do not remember this at all. I found two Diamond Joe, Diamond Joe's uh, gambling tickets. Oh, no. Jake doesn't remember placing the bets. He remembers getting down there, obviously. But he doesn't remember (laughs) placing the bets. And he had friends there, so they drove him home. Uh, We're all good. Okay, good. Responsible. I apparently bet the Packers and the Bills to win their respective conferences. And I am going to go with the Bills and the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. I love it. Because, again, you got to. Viking, Viking Jake and Gambling Jake are two totally different people. Mm-hmm. Viking Jake would never pick the Packers. <laughs> Gambling Jake 100% would. Gambling so, Jake sounds like a smart man. Well, I lost a bet to you, so Gambling Jake <laughs> is not smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Pre-Kirk Cousins, Cousins getting COVID. Well, I yeah, feel like that was that. gambling Jake and Vikings Jake merging where you were gambling on the Vikings. That's yeah, why I don't know. do it. Yeah. I do not gamble on them. <laughs> Which if you would have told me, like, like at that time, Kirk Cousins was supposed to be playing, I'd be like, Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cover six and a half. Yep. Like the gambling you know, tried to fuck you up on that one after you try to change the line on it. No, I, I, I'm mainly just doing that. I'm always gonna say that just because I'm like, I don't want Kevin to get easy money here. Like, no. You got like seven strangers telling you it's not okay. I know, and I'm just like, guys, I'm I'm fully aware. But like you can't just go to Vegas and be like, wait, but but, but things but happened. Sir, like, no, me. like <laughs> I'm I'm aware. Um, all right, so the Super Bowl is a little is different than here for for all of us again, which is yep. which is nice. We last year we I think we're well, we had a different Super Bowl actually. We last did because you didn't have the Packers getting there, and I did. Yeah, and so I think I had the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the Seahawks and Chiefs, and I had the Chiefs winning. Man, that looks pretty dumb on you now. I was right on the Chiefs getting there. (laughs) Um, All right, so my Super Bowl is Kansas City against Dallas. I have the Chiefs getting back to the mountaintop and winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, in in that 
situation, I think you'd be right. Yeah. Unless Mike saved his watermelon card, as we've covered extensively. Yeah. But I do view the Chiefs. I think he. I think he. Team. I think he blows the watermelon card too early. Like he, oh. he uses it, and then he's like, "Oh, I, I we should be all right. I like how we match up." And I think. I think Mahomes. You know, I think their 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 team is fixed a lot of the problems that they had, you know, that they got exposed against the bucks. What if, what if he goes to like his watermelon chest and he like unlocks it? It's like really secret. It's like a, like a gun chest or something. And he, he opens it up and there's no watermelon. Like, in there. No. And Andy Reed just walks in like burps. Like he <laughs> ate the whole thing, like the skin and all that. It just, not losing this one, bitch. <laughs> just walks out. So yeah, I have the Chiefs. He ate it like a snake. He just like, came over <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh God. Oh yeah. No, I think I think the Chiefs probably would beat the boys here. Uh mine is, you know, half of uh your Super Bowl where it's Chiefs, Packers. Do it. I, I gotta say the Packers. Yeah, you I do. can't predict them to be in the Super Bowl and not win it. it, yeah. it it's not quite as uh, you know as earth shattering to me as it would have been to predict that they lose the NFC Championship game again. Yeah, but I still can't do it, so I have the Packers taking it. And this is where oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna try to be right. Packers. Oh, completely. God, this the, is just bad. It's a reverse jinx, Adam. Don't worry. Okay. Well, last time we did that, it didn't work out. So it will this time. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Kirk Cousins won't get COVID. If he does, it doesn't matter. So that's well, what happens. Well, the other part is, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to boycott the Super Bowl. Anyway, yeah. So. so, you know, here's what it is. Jordan oh. Love gets his first Super Bowl. <laughs> Oh, that's over the Kansas City Chiefs, God, that, that the team that he played fans, earlier in the season. He gets a rematch. It's hard to beat Jordan Love twice. See, in in your scenario, Jake, no one's ever the, done it. The Bills then would lose their fifth Super Bowl. I, uh, they at least be like it would be worse to be that. I, I still think oh, it's yeah. worse to be them because they lost in four Super row. Bowls, but they're all in a row. <laughs> that's awful. Like, I mean, that's that's awful. But ah, uh, yeah, high profile games losing in a row that that sucks. It's a bummer. Yeah, but it's the Super Bowl. It's different. It's yeah, it's worse. Yeah. But all right. Well, there, there's our predictions. Uh, so we got two Packers winning the Super Bowl, and I have the Chiefs. So, all right. Well, we took a little way to get a little different way to get there. Our wild cards were pretty similar, and then it differed obviously as it went on. But that's all right. So this has been a longer episode. They're going to be less just because we probably won't be having like segments like we normally do in the playoffs. We just kind of just talk about each game and go through that way. It's kind of pointless to talk about performance of the weeks because there's just less games as it goes on. Um, so going forward, expect a little bit less episodes. Maybe we always say that. I feel like it never is like, eh, I don't know, like, like shorter episodes. Sometimes they are Oh, shorter. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Probably not shorter. No. It's because we just spend more time on the games. Yeah. Um, and obviously as it goes on, we're going to spend more time talking about like, say the conference championships games than we will the wild card. Just, yeah. um yeah we're gonna spend at least like 45 full seconds on each conference game yeah depending on which teams are in them <laughs> and what happens in them yeah yeah uh all right well thanks for listening to another episode of third and forever presented by Ten Thousand takes go to their website at 10k takes mn.com find them on facebook twitter tiktok and instagram if you just search 10k takes you can also find us on twitter and tiktok at third underscore forever 10k where we post our episodes as well as links to our episodes memes content you know reaction videos highlights whatever you want any anything nfl related content we're gonna be posting that 
can also find links and, uh, you know, our socials on there, our personal socials where we're a little less biased on our personals and can be a little more emotional. If you want to a little more biased or yeah, sorry, a little yeah. more biased. Yeah. Like, sorry. Wait a, minute, a, little, I, a little more biased. Was I supposed to be less no. biased, <laughs> a little more biased on our, on our social, our personals and can get into arguments and fights or wallow in misery or in happiness, depending on coaching news. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, just, I don't know. It's been a long, a lot of, I've been doing a lot of talking. So is what it is. Uh, I've been your host, Adam Wise, joined as always by producer Jake and co-host Kevin. Kevin, final words. Bye-bye, Zimmer. Bye-bye, Zimmer.